Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, yes. is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. I'm glad to be here. I'm trying not to look at the cameras. Kind of like, you know, just, <laughs> it's a new you know, day, right? Trying to remember that we're, we're on another, multi, well, another media. Yeah, another platform, platform. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, for you people that are seeing Victor for the first time, here he is, is what uh, he looks I like. I apologize. In all his glory. Right. You know, he, he's, he's a stellar man. He's a stud. He's a specimen. So now the world gets to see him. But now this is a great day, Victor. This is the first time that you and I are getting to work together in this new studio. Um, you know, you've been here by my side from the beginning, and I thank you for that. And this ministry has grown, thanks thanks be to God, and through his grace and through his uh, desires, it would seem. And, you know, I never thought when we started this we would have a place like this. I mean, I know that people watching can't see all of it in here right now. We do have different camera angles and things that during the show you'll see some of where you are and where I am and all that. But... Um, it really is neat. We've got a section over there, like we talked about for training videos. We're kind of back behind where the cameras are shooting from and, uh, just excited to be in here and, and really almost in disbelief that, you know, this, that we've thought about and dreamed about is, is, is come together. And really here at the beginning of the show, I want to say thank you to all the people that have, oh, uh, yeah, really crowd looking at the, I should look at the there. camera. Yeah. yeah. Crowd controls over there. <laughs> I know you're not supposed yeah. to break the fourth wall, but yeah. I am in this moment. I want to say yeah. thank you to David Hall, who's running the camera on the back end today. Yeah. Deacon Jeff normally does that. He's on vacation. I don't know who let that happen, but uh, he decided to go on vacation. He didn't ask on anybody. Grand he opening left. too. You know? Right. Yeah. So, but no, we wish him well and, and a happy vacation. But um, I also want to say thank you to the people because although we haven't raised all the money to pay all this stuff off, we raised a, a significant chunk of it to be able to get it. And, uh, and hopefully we'll continue to be able to uh, raise money to offset the cost and to do the other things we want to do. All right. So I want to say thank you to all of you that have given those of you that will consider giving, uh, this wouldn't be possible without you, without, you know, your donations. I know sometimes you can give amounts and you may say, and guys have said, I can only give five bucks. and I'm sorry about that. No, thank you. Thank you for anything that you've given. It all helps. It all adds up. Whether you gave $5,000 or $5, it, it means the same to me. So thank you for your donations. Thank you for your generous heart. That's allowed us to be in this new facility and in this new place where hopefully God will continue to bless people through Victor and I, and what we're able to do uh, for him. So if you haven't been able to donate yet, you can go to donorbox.org slash pew. Right there, you can choose to give a one-time donation, a monthly donation, you know, annual, whatever you want to do. But that's the way to support us. You can also become a member of the Just a Guy in the Pew community by going to justaguyinthepew.com. Click the narrow road at the top, sign up. It's 25 bucks. You get the narrow road delivered to your door every month. But you get other perks like behind-the-scenes episodes uh, where I do a deeper dive into the podcast more than what Victor and I could get to in any given uh, show. We also have extra interviews with guests that we place there, um, and there's other things as well. So we're continuing to grow that. We're going to have a leader portal there for all the men and groups that we're starting. So uh, if you haven't signed up for that yet, you can join us and support us in the community, or if you just want to give uh, you know, donations, you can do that through donorbox.org slash pew. All that can be found at justagotinthepew.com. I do want to thank Deacon Jeff for the last few years. We've been recording this show in the Catholic Cafe at St. Louis Parish here in Memphis. 
Uh, he was so gracious to, one, help us get started, and two, to be there every week, pressing the record button and doing all the things that we messed up and fixing it all and all of that. Any times we became close and heretical. That's right. He's like, well, guys. Correcting us. So, yeah. so we got to be careful today, right? right, right. So, but, uh, but, yeah, he's really helped us with all of that. Uh, you know, he's never asked for anything uh, other than just to just be a part of what we're doing. So we're very thankful for him. So thank you, Deacon Jeff, for allowing us to use the Catholic Cafe Studio and for helping us even get this thing started. Uh, one final thing, I mentioned the leader portals. We are going to parishes and, and starting men's groups. That's what we love to do. That's our passion. I love to go and give three talks on restoring identity, my conversion story, and the most important thing, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This is changing parishes. We're starting groups all over the country, and we're, we're booking out through the next year. So if you're a guy listening to this and you want a group like you've heard Victor and I talk about, or you, you've had a group that maybe fell apart and you want a, a different structure to help you get back going, bring me in. Let me get started with that. Let's do a mission. Let's do the training for the men. All of it is taken care of. You have ongoing support from me after the fact, after I'm gone. I'm not just going to leave you there. There's no three-year thing you have to sign and you have to use our stuff. It's all about giving you a structure and a leadership format and training leaders to lead, which a lot of things don't do. That is what this is about, and this is what's going to help it sustain and bear fruit that will last. So you can do that by going to justagallonpew.com, go to the events and book me page. You can fill out the part about men's groups. You'll schedule a call with me. I'll be the one that calls you, or maybe Lucy might make the first call, the, the young lady that we decided to help us. Um, but either way, at some point you'll be talking to me, and we'll get figured out your situation and how we can best help. So now that all that's out of the way, Victor, I know we, we had a lot of things to cover here in the front of the show I'm really excited to get into this week's show. Um, you know, you've been in Mass with me at 1030 the last couple Sundays. And it seemed like the theme, you know, we're in the part now after Easter where we're going back through sort of the Last Supper. And Jesus is talking about, if you love me, love one another. That's how you show that you love me. Um, that was a couple Sundays ago. And I remember Father Gallagher talking about, you know, we, the only way that we can po you know, possibly love one another is in the present. You can't love someone in the past. You can't love someone in the future. It's in that given moment, you know, and we've talked so many times about where we're busy, you know, and we're doing things and life is throwing things at us. And oftentimes we hear people say, well, I don't, I don't have very many opportunities to serve the Lord. It's because most of the time we're so head down in, in what's going on in the future, you know, or, or maybe what happened yesterday that we're not looking at the present moment when our children, for instance, come and say, Dad, would you just spend a few moments with me? It's an opportunity to serve God. It's an opportunity to love um, he also, this past Sunday, when he was talking about, uh, my peace, I leave you, my peace, I give you, uh, the only time that we can really ever be peaceful is in the present, right? You can't be peaceful in the future. You can't be peaceful in the past. You have to be peaceful now where you're at. So it really made me start thinking about the show and, and I knew we were going to have something, you know, new today in this new studio. And as I was praying about a show, I just kept kind of dwelling on this present uh, idea of the present. I know we've done some things on the past on it, but it made me think of Wayne's World. Remember that movie? And for any of you that yes, are younger remember, yeah. out there, so that, introduced me to Queen. Sure, know? yeah, there right. you go. And uh, Alice Cooper, right? right he was yeah. in the first one too. Right. But uh, for any of you that are younger than, say, 35, uh, Wayne's World was originally a skit on Saturday Night Live and it uh, spawned two movies, really, Mike Myers' movie career. Yeah. Um, but he's going to buy a guitar, a Les Paul guitar or something. And He's staring at, the, at it through the window, and his buddy Garf's going, man, it's never going to happen. Quit looking into the future. Live in the now, man. And so when Father Patrick was preaching over all of this stuff, I kept hearing that, like, live in the now. 
live in the now. And it, I know it's a goofy movie and all that, but there's really a lot of of uh, sensibility right. and, and, and intelligence in that comment, even though it doesn't seem like it well, from you, that movie. Even Adam Sandler movies, you can make a connection. You know, right. Some things. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, it's, it just, it really hit me. And I thought, man, how many of us, I know I do, and I'll share with you here in a second, like about the studio and, and, and the issues I've dealt with living out of the present here in a minute. But I know so many of us, we're so caught up all the time in the future and anxiety, whether you're worried about bills or jobs or, or how you're going to take care of things, or maybe you're somebody that's got a lot of kids and you just found out you got more on the way and you start worrying about the future. Or maybe you're somebody like me that has had a bad past, a really bad past, and, and even though you're making strides to get forward, you still always have that in your rearview mirror. You know, and so you get caught up in those things. And, you know, I just thought today this was a great show topic to be able to to talk to people about because I know so many people deal with this. Um, and I just want to share here that where this affected me lately, Victor, was, you know, we had Matt Fratt in last week at the parish. Uh, Neil, his guy that uh, – shout out to Neil that's on the Matt Fratt – or excuse me, Pints with Aquinas show podcast. He runs the what David's doing right now, you know, the the, the show and – editing it and putting it together and all those things. He's Matt's right-hand man. He was here. He came in to help me set up the studio. Uh, it's why it looks as good as it does. Um, you know, he has expertise there. So he came in last Monday, stayed till uh, Thursday, and then Matt came in Thursday. And then we, you know, I was entertaining him and, and taking him around until Saturday when he spoke. And we did a show in here too. But I didn't really have time to sit down until everybody was gone. And I came in here. I sat where you're sitting turned on all the lights, looked at all this, and, man, really, I got teary-eyed. You know, I just started to cry a minute and just in gratitude of, like, Lord, where I was, you know, and in, in, in that jail cell and all those things, man, I was just – I never thought anything like this could ever happen and, and that we would have a place like this and the means to have it and a way to really take this to the next level. And, and I was enjoying the moment. And then all of a sudden, man, I got hit by two-by-four by the devil of the past – you're right. You did have a past. And what makes you think that you can use all this and do all this? And, and, and are you the right guy for this? You probably shouldn't have this. I mean, what, you, what if you turn around and you go back to the person you were and this is all for nothing? So that hit me. And then I started thinking, no, I'm not going to listen to that. And I started to come back to that present moment. But then I thought, well, what about the future? You got all this now, right? $20,000 worth of stuff, you know, upwards of that cost and all these things you've added on to your house. And what if you, what are you going to do? You don't really have a plan. What's your next step? Are you just going to have this stuff now and not be able to use it properly because you don't have a plan? What's tomorrow going to be like? How are you going to build this? All those things started coming. I had that anxiety over the future. And it made me think about this show. And I was like, maybe this is why God has had you know me focused on this and hearing that in Father Gallagher's homilies and all those things lately. And it was really petrifying in the moment. And I know so many people probably feel the same way when they are attacked by either their past or their future because that's where the devil wants to live. Well, the amazing thing about being in the present moment is that you have the ability to to do the things of God, meaning that to to do charity, to do acts of mercy. But also on top of that, you can do like a retrospective look at how much God has given you love in your life or led you to where you are now. Like you said, like all the steps that maybe you didn't know in the present the time that God was sending you to have these things. Sure. You know, and now you have that fullness of like so being so appreciative because you're aware now yeah. of God in your life. So the present moment is a, is like a gift, as they say. Sure. And that's that Ted Lasso quote, but you know, <laughs> that's why they call it the present because it's a gift, you know. But, <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's Big like you see, yeah, it's like you see 
what has been given to you. You become appreciative of being part to use it now, but then also you don't want to live in the future, but you prepare for the future by prayers, yeah. by, by sanctifying you know, this studio or your family and saying, God, I want, I want to, to continue to be you know, devoted to you and, and the will you have set before me. Sure. And that's why the presence is just an amazing gift to kind of like be geared to know that the things happening now, you may not understand it, but eventually you will. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It really comes down to control, right? Letting things control you. Mm -hmm. And you can let either your past or your future control you. I mean, we can talk about a past first. And, you know, and, and when we're concerned about our past, you know, we can't move forward. That's the thing is we can't live in our mistakes and let them control us. That's what happens is you start going, you know, I'll never be any better than this. I'll never be more than I am. It's that whole sum of my sins approach that the devil wants us to be consumed with, right? I'll never be more than the mistakes I've made. And as we know, it's not true. Jesus right. Christ came and told us it's not true, right? That, that he's doing something new. In fact, I have some verses here that have to do with the past. And he says, um, where is it here? He goes, uh, da, 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 where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, Beloved, do not consider that I've made it my own. Excuse me. That's a St. Paul thing. I'm messing up here. Um, here it is. Do not remember the former things. This is not Jesus Christ. This is Isaiah. Okay. Gosh, I'm messing up. <laughs> do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I'm about to do a new thing. All right? This is Isaiah 43, 18, 19. So he's telling us, the prophet Isaiah is, is telling us there, forget about what's happened because I'm about to do a new thing. He's speaking in the voice of God. And he's speaking about Jesus, right? I'm about to make all things new through Jesus Christ, including your life, if you accept it and if you let him come in and change your life. So we have to look at things like this and, and start to see what the gospel says about our past to combat the wiles of the devil. Because again, if he can get you to live in the past or live in the or be anxious and worry about the future, he's controlling you. He neutralized you. He neutralizes right. you because you're, 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 you're not effective in the present moment anymore. So here's some other verses. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, and this is Paul, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 3, uh, 3 through 14. Now, you may say, well, he's saying he's, saying he's straining forward, right? He's looking to the future. As you said a minute ago, there's nothing wrong with looking towards the future, preparing, planning. But Paul is not letting it consume him here. He's saying, I'm straining, I'm, I'm preparing in the present moment for what lies ahead. That's what he's saying there. Um, G, or Isaiah, again, 43, 25. I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Right? This is God, the voice of God through Isaiah again. I will not remember your sins. Thank goodness. Right, yeah. right. Stop being concerned about the past. Right. Uh, and again, Paul, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. When we are consumed by our past, we are forsaking the future, the, the present, mm -hmm. right? And we're giving up the right that God has given us to move beyond those things and to be effective for him where we are in the here and now. We have some quotes here too. You know, I love the quotes from the saints and some of them aren't saints here. I've got Father Jacques Philippe too, who's a great uh, person, if you want to read something on peace or anxiety, he's written tons of books on finding peace, and some of these quotes come from that. But as far as the, what St. Gianna says about uh, the past, she says, As to the past, let us entrust it to God's mercy, right? The future to divine providence. Our task is to live wholly the present moment, right? Again, the only thing we can affect, the only thing we can control is right now. You can lament over the past. You can wish towards the future. But the only thing you have, the bird in the hand, is the present. Mm -hmm. 
And so we hear um, St. Therese of Lisieux say the same thing. If I did not simply live from one moment to another, it would be impossible for me to be patient. But I only look at the present. I forget the past. And I take good care not to forestall the future. Right? So again, two great saints saying, I'm not getting caught up in all of that because they know that's where the devil lies. That's where he lives and that's where he wants them to live, to be distracted by these other things so that you're not present. It's like taking your eyes off the wheel when you're looking at something down the road, rubbernecking an accident, and then wham, you're in an accident because you weren't concentrating on what was there in front of you. And so often we make this mistake in our spiritual life, Victor, where we're not looking at what's here. We're not saying to begin again from the past. And we're not staying away from the future, that anxiety towards looking at what's next. We can only affect what's in the present. And Jesus, he lived that way, and he showed us that through the way that he taught in his parables and everything else. And what you're getting to in, this, in the scriptures like, is God's peace. Yeah. You know, I, think, I think the greatest killer to God's being, living in God's peace is anxiety. Um, we all experience that from time to time. Some people experience it on higher levels, and it's so crippling for them sometimes that they need aid and assistance, which is fine. You know, yeah. uh, talking to someone, taking medication, whatever it is to kind of help you get to where you need to be to. Um, but the thing is, with anxiety, it, it, it takes you away from really being comfortable with God, being comfortable with the silence and the, and the deep sighs of, of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think once we kind of be accustomed to living in the present, we're more comfortable with living in the silence, too. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. And, and Again, it's if you want a good example of someone who was able to get past their past, look at at Paul, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Paul did horrible things. I mean, some of us oh, might probably, have stole something, or we did drugs, or we hurt yeah. somebody, you know, through our words. Or this guy murdered people, yeah, and a lot of people Hunt, hunted them down, <laughs> right? Hunted them down and killed them. That was his passion, and yet he was able to say, "I'm now a new man in Christ, and I'm moving forward." Right? As soon as his eyes were opened up in Antioch. He, he, he went out on mission, right? Immediately he followed the, the words of Christ, and that's what we're called to do. And I think that's why he was so driven, because he knew he probably destroyed families. Sure. Well, yeah. he, he experienced that interior freedom that right. we should all find when we surrender to right. Christ. And Father Jacques Philippe says this about the past. One of the essential conditions of interior freedom is the ability to live in the present moment. For one thing, it is only that then that we can exercise freedom. We have no hold on the past. We can't change the smallest bit of it. People sometimes try to relive past events considered failures. I should have done this. I should have said that. But those imaginary scenarios are merely dreams. It is not possible to backtrack. The only free act we can make in regard to the past is to accept it just as it was and leave it trustingly in God's hands. That's what Paul did, right? I, I, you say you're forgiving me, you're forgiving me, I'm giving my life and I'm moving forward. That is the transition of someone who has met the person of Jesus Christ the past no longer controls us. We're not concerned about it. When the devil shows up and throws it in our face, we shove scripture down his throat, tell him to leave, that we're not that person anymore. Call in the name of Jesus Christ, whatever you need to do there. But then we move to the present. So let's talk about the future here for a minute because, as I said, Paul didn't let his past stop him. There's someone that we've been talking about a lot lately in Saul. You know, we've had a couple episodes where we talked about David and Saul and just some things that we've learned in reading through that lately. Saul was a guy who let his future ruin his present. You know, he was king. He was anointed. And yes, David was anointed because Saul made mistakes, right? God told um, Samuel to go out and, and to anoint David. But that was an a f- anointing for future time, right? David wasn't immediately king. Saul still had opportunities. But when he slayed uh, Goliath and then he started leading out Saul's armies into battle, 
and they were singing, Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his tens of thousands. He began to get anxious about his kingship, about his lordship, about how long his reign was going to last. And all of that, because he was living in the future, this guy is going to take what I have. I'm not going to be God's anointed anymore. He's going to rule my kingdom. He's going to have all the spoils. I'm going to be overrun. He let his future control his present, and he lost his present. He wound up throwing himself on his own sword, right, and losing everything because he couldn't simply focus on what God had in front of him. Yes, there's going to be a future king. Everyone should have known sometime I'm going to die and there's going to be another, right? right? He should have known that and just said, you know what? The Lord's been good to me. The Lord has a plan. I'm part of that plan, but there's other stages of that plan. But instead, he let his future control him. And the thing that we need to learn from this is that we can't affect that future. Saul tried to, and it wound up killing him, right? I mean, that's Saul. Yeah, Saul. It, it wound up killing him. Also his son, Jonathan, too. Right. He has greed. Yeah, you're exactly right. So when we concentrate on that, it, we become anxious, just like he did. Mm -hmm. And we lose control of what's in front of us. Um, he can't let, we just can't let that anxiety for the future rule us. Um, you know, another verse or another quote here from Jacques Philippe, this one's about the future. He says, if it's, if, if it's a mistake to add the burden of the past, to the weight of the present, it's still worse, a worse mistake to burden the present with the future. We are obliged to plan for the future. Like you said earlier, Victor, and take thought for tomorrow, but we should do it without worrying, without the care that gnaws at the heart, because that doesn't solve anything and often prevents us from putting our hearts into what we have to do here and now. Hearts anxious about tomorrow can't be open to the grace of the present moment. And that's really what we're getting at here is when we're not present, we lose that grace in the here and now to be the people that God calls us to be. We cannot affect the future by being the people God calls us to be, right? Like immediately. We can't affect the past by that in right now in the moment. And so many of us live in one or the other and not the middle, the present, the now. This is the only way we're going to change our church. We can't look back at history and change what's already happened. We can't do anything about the future except affect now so that it affects the future. That's the only way we can be positive in that. And, you know, another example I want to give is Jesus himself. You know, he, Jesus was so frustrated when he was on earth at people because they didn't understand that everything that they were looking for was there in the present. Right? Even his disciples for a long time didn't get it after parable, after parable, after parable. Where's the kingdom of God? When's the kingdom of God coming? When will it be here? When's the Messiah? Or, or what is the Father like? Right. right. It's right here, right now. Yeah, what yeah. is the Father like? Mm -hmm. If you see me, you see him. That's a right. great point, Victor. And so he was constantly trying to call people into stop looking at what happened in the past. Stop looking at what happened in the future. It's right here, right now. I'm here. And, and, and you have all this time with me to take advantage of, right? And to believe, right? Repent and believe in the gospel. Now, in the present, you can't repent the past. You can't repent the future. You can only repent now. He even gives the parable of, of the sower, right? Where he's talking about the seeds. And I've always loved that parable. And one of the things that sticks out is, you know, he talks about the rocky soil. And I've read a lot of commentary where people say that the rocky soil is like those that are worrying about the future, Right? They're, 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 they're so worried about it that they, they have a case of the one of those days. Right, well, One of these days I'll be this guy or one of these days I'm going to change my life or one of these days I'll get what I deserve. And they land on that rocky soil, which is easy to, to, to get caught up in and to mm -hmm. not put down roots because you're, you're always worried about what's to come instead of being right here standing well, sturdy in the present. limited nutrients right there because they're not, they're not feeding themselves right. in the sense of the spirit or the sense of the gospel. That's exactly that right. And then you look at the ones that are cast out under the thorns, mm -hmm. and those represent the past in a lot of commentaries I've read where 
you know, these thorns, we're trying to move and get out of these things, but they sort of just lock us up, you know, and, and we're trapped by them and we're choked out by them, mm-hmm. if you will, because all the potential that we had is, is surrounded and choked out by the things that came before, right? The things that, that hurt, the things that prick us, the things that we can't get past. And then you have the good soul, which is being in the present moment, right? It's, it's nourished by the present word. Those that really like Mary Magdalene and all the apostles that in that moment, they didn't say, well, I'm going to repent and believe later, right? I mean, Jesus said to Peter, drop your nets and follow me. And Peter did, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew, follow me. He did. Andrew, come and see. He did. Mary Magdalene, from the moment that he met her and, and he healed her from her sins, she followed him. And this is what all of us have to do. It's in that present moment. That's where the good soil is. But all these times that Jesus said these things, he was always calling us to the present. Look, you can't control tomorrow. He says in Matthew, do not worry about what you're to eat or what you're to wear. And in Luke too, or, or uh, where you're to live, right? Those are things that, that, that go away. Worry about God, right? Worry about the person you're supposed to be. Live in the present moment. The commandments of God, the commandments of Jesus, right? Loving your neighbor, uh, loving your enemies, all of these things. We can only do that right now in the here and now. We can't do anything about five minutes ago, and we can't do anything about five minutes away from now. But we can certainly live here in the, in, the, in, the, in the present. And that's the message of today's show, Victor, is so many times I get caught up in that, and I miss so many golden opportunities to live out my faith the way that God wants me to. I know you and I have talked about this, and you, you've, you've felt the same way on things before. So, guys, you know, if, if, you're, if you've been listening to this show, and maybe I'm, I'm hoping that this is what, something you've been struggling with, and maybe you found some help out of this, is that, that Jesus is always calling us to the present moment, right? We don't know if you're someone that's maybe, maybe you've gotten cancer, right? Maybe, maybe you have a loved one that's, that's, you know, that's, that's slowly deteriorating. You know, we have one in Angel's family, right? Or, or maybe you think you're on the verge of losing a job. You can't do anything about those things. What's going to happen. All you can do is like Paul said, is prepare for the future, right? Be ready for it. as, As father Jacques Philippe said, but don't be overly concerned about it. Don't let it consume you. And if you're a guy that's sitting here going, John, I want to change my life, but you don't know who I am. You don't know what I've done, buddy. I may not know what you've done, but there's not a lot of things I haven't done, right? And there's not a lot of things that you haven't done, Victor. We understand, and what we've come to know through the love of Christ and his mercy and his grace is that there is hope, right? There's hope now in the moment. If you're a guy that hasn't gone to confession, Get there. Get up. Stop listening to this show. Take a right and go to church. Whatever you got to do, pull your car over. Call a priest. Take the moment right now to do something about the past by making a decision in the present to be different and not let it control you anymore. Get to confession. Repent of your sins. Make a declaration in your life today, right now, that Jesus is Lord, Lord of your life and Lord of everything that you have. Give yourself more fully to him. Don't be consumed about the things that have happened and the things that haven't happened. Worry about the things that are going to happen right here in the moment now. So guys, look, I hear that music. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for being a part of this inaugural show in the new studio. God bless you all. Live in the present. And we're going to take it to prayer, Victor, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, it's so easy to ignore the present by being caught up in our past or anxious about our future. The devil knows this and he does everything in his power to make sure that we stay concerned with one or the other of the two. Help us to realize that the only thing that matters is the present. And Lord, when we feel ourselves drifting away from the present moment, help us to regain focus and be joyful in the moment. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.
Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.